I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Suns podcast. I'm David Friel. I'm joined here with Kenny Miller, Scottish Suns sports writer. Kenny, how was the weekend? Enjoy your game? Very good actually, David. Sunday League team scraped a draw. My other team scraped a Get the wins and all, all good. <laughs> we'll start, Kenny, with the Premiership. Aberdeen game get called off on Friday night. I'm sure Derek McInnes wouldn't have been happy with that quite late in the day at Partick Thistle. It gave Celtic a chance to go and extend their lead at the top of the table. They did that with a 3 0 win over Inverness Cali. I was there. Laboured in the first half. Inverness had a good few chances, probably should have been 1 or 2 0 up, and then Celtic just stepped up the gears, showed the, the squad strength, bringing on Alan, Christian Roberts, and Lee Griffiths scored another two goals. Is that lead that six point lead unassailable now Kenny? Yeah it is I've been saying all season whether I'm talking rubbish or not Aberdeen don't have it in them to, to challenge or, or win the league so no I don't see them overcoming that I think it's interesting as well the players that Ronnie Dyla brought on to play behind Lee Griffiths as well as the, the guys that Celtic fans have been crying out to see they, they didn't start those three I'm talking about Ryan Christie Scott Allen Patrick Roberts as you were saying you know, even speaking to people at the stadium the fans were wanting to see him they wanting to see some, some freshness he stuck with Stuart Armstrong, Stephen Johansson, Gary McKay-Steven. Gary McKay-Steven gets the opening goal. Did that justify his selection? It does. And he looks like a guy who has been weighed down by the short time this season, so a goal's going to do wonders for his confidence. But I also don't think it would do these guys any harm to be out the team or out the final line for a few weeks. Maybe give them a, a mental break as much as a physical one. Lustig and Griffiths together. That's Christie linking them with Roberts. Now Allen. It's back with Griffiths! And that settles it. Just needs a glimpse of goal, Griffiths. Lee Griffiths, I mean, we run out of superlatives for the guy. I mean, he's got 32 goals now, 24 and 26. We spoke to him after the game. He's interviews in today's edition of the Scottish Sun. He's now chasing a 35-goal record that's been set, a league goal record set by Brian McLaren and Henrik Larson. He's got 12 games to score 12 goals to break that record and get 36. Is he going to do it? Yeah, he will do it because he's like a man possessed and if there's any chance of him getting that record, you know he won't pass to a teammate for the next few weeks. I think he deserves all the credit in the world because twice last year he came close to going back to Hibs. I think Celtic kiboshed it at the last minute both times and I think it's the first time in his career he's ever responded to a challenge and you can just see the difference in him. Every aspect of him as a footballer and even as a person seems to have come on. It's, it's strange, I mean, you're talking about responding to a challenge. Even at the start of the season, I mean, the qualifiers... Nadia Chifty started in Carabag, for example. You know, Nadia Chifty seemed to be the number one striker, but Lee Griffiths, whether it's Colin Kazim Richards now, Callum Cole, he doesn't seem to bother about that. He seems to relish the challenge. Is that just a sign of maturity? I think he's just a sign of a wee guy that is like a ten-year-old that fell in love with football for the first time. He just, he just loves to play. He just loves to score goals, and he, he does seem to do his best when he's got, his, got a chip on his shoulder. I think for whatever reason, Ronnie Dyla obviously didn't rate him at the start, or at least set him the challenge. But he, he must be a convert now. He's signed a five-year deal, Lee Griffiths. He's going to be at Celtic, you would imagine, for the long haul. One person who won't be news-breaking this morning, James Forrest, has rejected Celtic's contract. Are you surprised at that at all? I'm surprised if James Forrest thinks he can get a bigger club than Celtic or uh, an offer with more security than a four-year deal, if that's what's being talked about. But 
fair play to him. Maybe he's got something lined up in the, in the background, but I don't think it'd be a massive loss, to be honest. Well, the one thing about it is it's not as if Celtic are short of players in that position. You know, James Forrest has played anywhere across the front, the, the kind of three behind the striker. And Celtic, you know, but my reckon we've got a dozen guys that can play there. Just not sure he's the most robust physically. I mean, he, Celtic have been good for him in terms of looking after him. But I say he may be one of these guys that will go to a different environment and, and kick on with a, with a fresh challenge. But I just, I don't. Everybody's got their own opinion. I don't think he's contributed that much to Celtic over the years. So I think that, as you say, they've got plenty of options. Down the motorway, you were at Kelly Reid and D. Nil nil draw. Lee Clark's first full game in charge. Was it a deserved result? It was. They could easily. Game of two halves, as the old cliche goes. In the first half, it was real up tempo, high intensity stuff. You could tell there was a spring in their step. Second half was a bit more back to the wall, but that's another side of the game Kilmarnock haven't been good at this year, so there's uh, there's a lot of positives to take. Are Kelly going to be in danger? I mean, they're still in that playoff spot. Have they got enough, do you think, to get out of it? I don't think they've got enough goals in the team. That's going to be an issue, and they're still a wee bit fragile at the back, but I think they've got enough hustle bustle in midfield just to, to drag them through games I think by the skin of their teeth they'll, they'll fight their way out of it you know a lot of people down at Kamalak a lot of the young boys down there Lee Clark a good appointment I think he's a good appointment for players that enjoy their training I think some of the ones that are more worried about the change in training times now because it's going to crash with Russia I don't think they'll be as impressed but I, I do think they'll, they'll embrace it speaking to a couple of guys that have worked with him before they say you won't find a harder worker or someone that will give young players a chance so it does on the surface seem a good fit I mean, he spoke about the training times. I mean, he's, he's changing the training times to the times where Kamala Cats are going to be playing games. I mean, it makes sense to me. You know, you talk. Does it? I thought you hated all this stuff. No, no, no. What do you mean all that stuff? I mean, I, I, I do think it makes sense. I don't, I, I don't really care. I mean, I, I just think if you're training, if you're playing at three o'clock, you should be training at three o'clock. Well, why not? It makes it makes perfect sense on the, on the stuff. It's just something we're not we're not accustomed to. Robbie Nielsen still talked about as some sort of guru because he has the heart players in more than more than once a day. So. I think, it's, I think it's refreshing. Unless you're a Kelly player that's going to be stuck in a traffic jam now, which yeah. a few of them are talking about. <laughs> Dundee, I actually felt Dundee would win that game because I was thinking we've got, we've got enough up front. It's a 0 0 draw. Dundee, you know, they're still in the top six. They don't, for me, they won't be in any danger of that playoff. Is Paul Hartley, are they on the right direction still? Yeah, Paul Hartley seemed quite relaxed after the game. He was just talking about another clean sheet, talking about the difference that you've pal Darren O'Dee's made in the back. You have to give Dundee credit because they crowbar these four attacking players in every week and they still got Craig White on the bench so I think Dundee are still a work in progress they're a club that's probably overachieved and, and come a long way in a short space of time so nah, no, no panic there I don't think They've got a Scottish Cup tie against Dumbarton a replay, that was a 0-0 draw as well in the first leg are they going to have enough to get through that? I think they'll be fine, uh, he doesn't he doesn't have the biggest bench or the most options to shuffle the back but no, they'll, they'll come through that and if they do come through that, they've got a visit to Ibrox. I don't think Gary Harkins will be getting a, a red carpet rolled out from. I think Robert Thompson said it best when he said Gary would get three out of ten for the rest of the season in the, in the ratings because he's rekindled the most boring debate in, in Scottish football. I think I'll, I'll leave it at that. But well, add some space. I mean, obviously he's he's gone down the whole old club, new club, never ending circular argument or debate or whatever. But. A game that didn't really need space, given Paul Hartley's ex-Celtic, Dan Lady's ex-Celtic, and now Gary Harkins is sort of fan of the flames. Leaving aside all that, it will be a good game if Dundee get through. He does love a noise up. I think it will be a good game, and it will be a it will be a different different test for for Rangers even than than Kilmarnock offered. I think Dundee have got enough in their, their armory to, to really give Rangers a game. Like Sunsport on Facebook for all the Scottish football latest. <laughs> Across the city in Dundee, Dundee United now, we spoke in the last podcast about how Dundee United looked doomed, they were gone, everything was 
faulty bit. Stephen Thompson comes out and absolutely annihilates everybody. Talks about how he won't tolerate it. Hearts, one of the best teams in the league, one of the best teams in the country. Go to Tannadice and you think, I mean, I must admit, I'm thinking, away win, all over. And did United win? What happened? I think it's important to point out in the online prediction stakes, I got every single one right. I don't think and that's top, important and, to point and out top the okay. table. No, I don't apart from the result at Tannadice, and you can go on Sunspot online and see that I for think, yourself. I think I'll decide what's important and it's not important. <laughs> on you go. But I think what it shows is that no one, even the experts like me, saw this one coming. And I think fair play than the any because it's it's been another week when everybody seems to have been at each other's throats, similar to the build up to when they turned over Kilmarnock. And maybe that's maybe that's what Dundee United need is just civil war for the rest of the season, just to somehow kick and scrape their way into the playoffs. I mean, I mean, it's strange what a difference one one result makes because I mean, everybody's writing their victories all day now, but now they're eleven points behind Kilmarnock. They've got a game in hand. Can they? No. 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 We'll cut, cut you short. No, I don't. I don't think they can. Unless Stephen Thompson brings out a different statement every week just to fire up the troops. I just don't see it. I don't think they're good enough. And all's clearly not well behind the scenes. I think they'll get these pockets of results in isolation, but not not consistently. So they've got twelve games to save us, and you don't think they can? No, nah, not at all. No, I think we're down. The goal that won it, Paul Payton. He's a an industrious midfielder. He's the guy that wins the ball, and, and you know I think he's actually. I think he's a. I think they've missed him this season. Put it that way, didn't United, but. I didn't know he had that type of finish and he's, I'm going to say Walker, I hate that word Walker, but what a goal. Breaks back from Annie this is Paul Payton. The man is absolutely stunning. The fiercest of volleys from Payton and United surely have won it. It was, it was a good goal and they have, they have missed him. I remember covering the, the game in the cup against Erzie when he made his comeback and he got a, a hero's reception and maybe that shows what it's come to for Dundee United because he's not the... He's not the prettiest footballer and he's, he's quoted controversy at times this season, shall we say, but he is one of these effective types that gets the job done. And like John Rankin was saying, not everyone's given it their all this season, so they maybe need a few more Paul Paytons. Well, that, that's what I was just about to say. I mean, he might not be the prettiest footballer, but... No, he's not. He, no. But, no, I know, but if, if the DNA had Paul Payton fit all season, he would have done better than some of the guys that have been in there with that jersey because a lot of fancy dance stuff, a lot of kind of pretty football at times, but there's been no real end product, so... I think Paul Payton's influence can't be underestimated in there. I agree with you. No, I agree with you. Hearts, bad end to a bad week. Probably. Aye, and the, the punters have, have turned on Robbie Nielsen, I feel, but which, which I still find strange. I, I think Robbie Nielsen's done a great job at Hearts. Look at where they are compared to where they were. But I think you can justifiably question maybe the one approach that they've stuck to, maybe some of the decisions transfer-wise. To me, letting Billy King go was a strange one, given he was still contributing. Now they don't have that many options up front. Gomez was another one who did a lot for them last year to let him go to Motherwell, eh, when Payardo is really struggling just now. So I think there are questions for for Robbie to, to ponder, but he's also still a young manager who's, who's going to make mistakes. I still think in the long run they'll be fine. Has he almost been a victim of his own success in the 100%. sense that expectations have risen? I mean, you look at the table, they're still eight points ahead of Ross County in third, and they've got two games in hand here. Now, Ali Mostert, we spoke to him on Friday and he kind of mounted a, a real strong defence of Robbie Nielsen and saying, I, I don't understand this criticism. I mean, he won the league last year against Rangers and Hibs. He gets in, OK, the cup result was bad, but Hearts are, are third behind Celtic and Aberdeen. I think that's where, you know, if he'd have, if he'd have given the Hearts fans after the start of the season, they surely snapped your hand off. I'd have been delighted. I think you're 100% right. It's hard to criticise Hearts supporters because when the club needed them, they stood up, they... they finance the club every month through the Foundation of Hearts they pack out time castles so obviously they're entitled to their opinion, they see far more of them than, than even we do but 
I think they maybe have to look at the bigger picture and see how far they've come. They have made mistakes. Craig Levine's made a few mistakes as well, as well as doing a lot of good things. So I think this was always going to be a transitional year and a good base to build on for, for next year. They've had a little, you know, just a wee mini slump here. Will they finish third? Have they got enough to, to, to go and finish a job and get into Europe? Which is obviously going to be the target for them. Well, I think they'll, I think they'll easily finish third. I still maintain they could make a push for second. You think so? Yeah, okay. I still think they could make a push for second. Interesting. I think there's been a few questions asked to Aberdeen when the pressure's been on this year. Mm-hmm. Below Hearts on the table just now, Ross County. Up in Dingwall, Ross County 2, Hamilton Ackies 1. Ross County just, for me, just keep, I don't mean defying odds, but the consistency is really, really remarkable this season. And the fourth, I think, on merit in all good victory, especially 10 men. They've invested this massive budget that they've got really, really well. I think they've, uh, the wheel and the dealing has, has paid off man by man. There's not been many that have struggled, and you have to give them all the credit in the world. They've done really, really well. and to be this consistent in the league when they've got that League Cup final on the horizon I think speaks a lot for their attitude as well because it would be easy just to kind of switch off a bit and, and have that in the back of their mind but no they've, they've done well what's been the secret behind them or is there a secret hard, hard work if that is a secret I think Jim McIntyre's man management's maybe overlooked at some points they have spent money and they've, they've brought good players in which always helps but Jim is one of these guys that can put the arm around the shoulder or kick you up the backside and get the best out of them. They had 10 men, obviously, I think Jamie Record got sent off for a last man foul. To me, it was a wee bit harsh. I don't know about you, but that showed a lot of grit and a lot of team unity to come back, and it was a great goal from Ian McShane that won. Ian McShane now with a free kick. Oh, that's terrific! Ian McShane gets his third goal for Ross County, and McGovern was helpless. No doubt in their attitude, and I, I thought Ian McShane was a good signing at the time. There was a few clubs looking at him when he was at Queen of the South, and Jim McIntyre convinced Ross County to pay a fee, if memory serves me correctly, which doesn't happen too often. So, not a smart bit of business. And Aki's, I mean, you look at the table, and it's, I mean, Partick Thistle, they've always got a problem with their pitch, but Partick Thistle are a point behind Hamilton Aki's, but they've only got four games in hand. Hamilton Aki's 29, only a point above Kelly. Same in Motherwell, having played the same games. Are Hamilton Aki's in danger of getting sucked in there? I mean, they're already sucked in, but are they in danger of finishing there? I think they're always flirting with danger, Hamilton, because they can't put any sort of run together to drag themselves out of it. And I think Martin Cannon, like Alan Archibald, is pretty similar in that they're both really good guys to deal with. I think they both do reasonably well with the, the sum of the parts, and I, I don't think there's going to be much in it. Talk- this Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. With Patrick Thistle's games in hand, I don't want to upset Mark Warburton, but Thistle could do a lot worse than get a plastic pitch. I think that's five call-offs this year, isn't it? Yeah. At least Hamilton have that extra, extra point on the board. But, I mean, Hamilton, Friday night, Celtic... It's not going to get easier for them, is it? 
it's not going to get any easier. No, I just I think you could throw the league table at the bottom six pretty much up in the air just now, and it wouldn't make much difference who falls. I don't think there's really anything in it between the teams from Kilmarnock up to up to Motherwell, maybe Inverness just just in front. I do do have concerns about Hamilton. I think of all the teams, they may be most likely to finish second bottom. You can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottysun.co.uk slash sport. St Johnston stopped their own kind of slump, a huge one for them for me, Tom Scobie, um, scoring in the last minute to, to beat Motherwell 2-1. They needed that, didn't they? They did need that. There's been questions asked to St Johnston, but I just think, as I said last week, it's just a natural thing with them. St Johnston are one of these clubs, Tommy Rice, one of these managers, but he does really well polishing players up. He loses them, and then he has to reinvent, and you can't you can't do that all the time. There's going to be lulls, and I think St Johnston will maybe, maybe come through that. It's good for Tam Scobie to have a moment like that as well, because I think he's one of these dependable types that kind of goes under the radar. A lap in with a free kick. That's a splendid header by Tam Scobie. It'll surely win the game for St Johnston. It's his second goal of the season. An unlikely man to score the winning goal. With the way in which they won it as well, will that even help them in terms of morale and everything? Because you know, it looks as if they were going to drop more points at home and then last minute, or injury time I think it was, Tam Scobie pops up as you say. I mean that, you know, I think they maybe just needed a lift somewhere along the line. Yeah, there's nothing better in those terms than a, a last-minute goal, and it asks questions of Motherwell at the same time because it's a lot of last-minute goals they've lost. Mark McGee's been asked about it often enough and says it's just coincidence, but you have to wonder about that when it keeps happening. So what what is it down? Is it just down to kind of panic, mental fragility? What is it? I, I think Stephen McManus took exception to being asked if it was a physical thing, so it must come down to concentration levels. I mean, if it's not concentration and it's not physical, then then what is it? I mean, Motherwell. You know, you look at it, and, and again, I was at the United Motherwell game. We spoke about the effect that had in Dundee United. You think at that stage with Motherwell that you know they've turned a corner suddenly, they've, they've won three 0 they're looking up, but they then go and they lose a game again. I mean, they are. You know, we spoke about Harlem, we spoke about Kilmarnock. They are in danger of getting sucked into the playoff again. They never really seem to turn a corner. They only seem to go round roundabouts. It's just there's only so many ex players they can bring back as well. They, they just seem transition is going to be the most overused word, but. They just don't seem to know where they're going just now, Motherwell. It's a kind of mix of experienced players who are maybe ticking on a wee bit, young players who aren't aren't quite ready, survived by the skin of their teeth last year. The fans didn't embrace Mark McGee's appointment, it doesn't take much for them to boo on a match day. It's just there's a lot there's a lot wrong for a club that's been so well run over the years and has great people involved with them. And whatever they do, they just need to survive this year with the skin of their teeth and go again well, well I was going to say that about Mark McGee because in fairness to him if you talk about the direction the club is going his remit when he came in was to make sure they survive in the league yeah. so I mean he took over from Ian Barraclough for a reason that things weren't going well he got an initial bump it's then maybe been up and down but I think I don't know if you'd agree but there'll be a bit more direction come the start of next season in terms of where Matt McGee wants to take Motherwell, should they stay in the Premiership? I think he's, he's hinted at that often enough. He obviously has a plan for the grand scheme of things for the academy and of recruitment especially. I don't think they've, they've had much in the way of a, a scouting set-up, despite what Ian Barraclough said, because they just seem to go back to former players. So, no, as you say, I think it's it's all about short-term firefighting just now and then it can rebuild. The game is played at McDermott Park on a grass pitch. Steve Brown and Sunday's Scottish Sun revealed that they're looking to put in a plastic pitch as well. You spoke about Fir Hill. As you say, Mark Warburton, a man who wants them banned in the top flight, won't be happy with that. But would it be a good move for St Johnson? Can you understand why they're even considering it? Oh, you can understand why any 
any club would consider it's a no-brainer for the maintenance costs for the additional revenue you can bring in for the consistency in, in the bounce you know you know what you're going to be playing on week to week so no it does make sense there's listen to a few people saying there's been 10 years of studies that show there's no additional injuries kind of anecdotally I don't know what you think but when you come off an artificial pitch sometimes you do feel your joints a bit more but so it really (laughs) more so than usual so it is a tough one it's one I really find hard to have a strong opinion on either either way I don't think Mark Warburton's got a right to complain about it because people do the cruciates that people injure themselves on any surface at any point and I would like to if he has this medical report maybe we'll talk about that later but if he has this medical report I'd like them to make it public because if, if, t- if in 10 years of research they've not been able to find anything then I'd like to know what he's got but people talk about the product right does it I mean I, I must admit when I look at games being played in plastic surfaces live on TV I cringe a little bit because of the bounce no just because I just think there's a, a, a I don't know there's a, a fakeness to the game you know it reminds me of watching highlights show of some guy in the Iceland second division that Motherwell are trying to sign or something you know that way just do you not think there's a public park feel about it when you see a plastic pitch it's okay for Celtic they, they can afford their heat lamps and they can afford to have a proper pitch although Morton seem to manage somehow but there's other clubs that can't can't even afford a lava lamp between them so they have to they have to look for alternatives <laughs> I just I, I don't really have much sympathy for Mark, for Mark Warburton on, on this this one at all and Although, at the same time, again, there is contradictory anecdotal evidence from the Kilmarnock end where people say the physio's overworked this year and, and there have been a few more injuries. So, everybody's right and everybody's wrong on this one, I think. Exactly. Which is very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sunsport on Twitter. We'll leave the Premiership at that. That was the five games. We'll move down to the Championship. I think, personally, it was a maybe a defining weekend Hibs had by far the easiest of the games at home to Alloa it's no easy games at that level well some may say but we'll start with Rangers they went into the game knowing that Hibs had reduced the gap they're at Queen of the South one of the better teams in the league another plastic pitch they've lost Martin Wycombe to injury I'm sure they're probably a wee bit tired after a hectic week and they managed to eke out a win Kenny Miller's wonderful goal. Rangers bringing very heavy weather of this now. Wallace with a throw. Here's Kenny Miller. The dipping volley. He's found the net. The breakthrough for Rangers. It comes from Kenny Miller. And the sense of relief and joy in the Rangers ranks is obvious. And made even more joyful for Rangers because that looks like a rehearsed throw-in move. And Jim Atkinson hadn't a chance. It was a huge win, you must admit. Last season's Rangers team wouldn't have won that. And they may very well have lost. So I think that's maybe the best thing you can say about Rangers this year for all the talk about quality football or the recruitment. There is improved character and resilience in their ranks and they, they did scrape it out and I, I think it's a, a massive result because I don't see them dropping too many more points this year. For the lead they've got, I don't think they're going to drop too many more. So no, it's a, it is a defining moment from someone who's enjoyed a bit of a, a rebirth, Kenny Miller, because he was a whipping boy. There's no point in trying to rewrite history the way I think a few supporters are trying to do now. He wasn't the most popular and there was bewilderment when he got his new deal pretty recently but he's certainly proven his worth his goal I mean he's your namesake the real he's the real Kenny Miller you're the fake Kenny Miller have you ever scored a goal like that? I mean you're watching it you're thinking that this is going to, that's going to clear the stand this is going to end up in the street some street in Dumfries and the next thing it's in the top corner I mean it was he said it was lucky fair play to him for being honest but it was a wonder goal I think we've all scored goals like that when you're playing in primary school with a wind blower <laughs> 
and, uh, and Kenny Miller was impressed self-deprecating form when he said I think was that the highest slowest, slowest shot mm-hmm. he's ever seen but let's, let's give him credit for it and, and say he meant to do exactly what he did but he, he is a guy who throughout his career has, has had a few big moments like that and I think when all said that he might look, look back on that and that, that will be an important important thing he, he didn't start the game Nicky Clark obviously got his rewards for the goal against Kilmarnock and started Kenny Miller comes on he scores within four minutes Martin Wycorn's out pretty much for the season. If he plays again this season, I think Rangers will be very lucky. Is Kenny Miller the man to step up for the plate in the last 10, 12 games and, and get them over that line? He's going to have to be, because there's no one else. Michael Allard and Billy King aren't really central strikers. I'm sure they could do it. They've got the skill set. And it surprises me that they allowed Ryan Hardy to go out after mm. what happened to Martin Wycorn. So unless they go for an emergency loan and bring in somebody from the, the Premiership, maybe a Chris Boyd, then they don't, they don't have anyone else. I'm just going to leave that hanging there so you think Rangers would, could, could possibly bring back Chris Boyd for the running? No, I'm just throwing that out there. There's absolutely nothing in that at all. It's, just, it's an option open to them to go and get a, an emergency loan signing that we have tried to do last year with Lee Griffiths. And there aren't many obvious ones that stand out. Chris Boyd can't get a game. Rangers need a finisher. This doesn't exactly strike you as the archetypal Matt Warburton player, but to me it wouldn't be the worst See, so just to kind of finish the Kenny Miller appreciation thing, he's in his mid thirties now, right? He had a great career with Scotland, played with countless clubs. Great Nick. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I mean, he is a guy who I know people in the past might say, "Oh, he works hard," but he's kept himself in great Nick. And while other players, his peers, guys that he saw for Scotland trips, probably have fallen by the wayside and are playing at whatever level. Okay, Kenny's not playing at the top level, but he's not a guy that you look and you think, "Well, he's 35, 36 now." You know, he's kept himself in brilliant now. I had this argument with my, with my dad yesterday about another another striker, and he says, well, anyone can work hard, but I've never liked that argument because people don't have it in them to work as hard as he does. His attitude is first class. He's a bit like Craig Bellamy, the extent that he had muscular injuries throughout his career, but seems to have stumbled upon a regime, whether it's part diet or recovery or, or stretching beforehand, that, that gets the best out of him. And everyone that says, oh, anyone could do that or anyone could work hard, no, they can't, and that's the reason why he's still doing it, and as you see, others haven't. You can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottysun.co.uk slash sport. Rangers eight points clear, but Hibs with a game in hand are keeping up the fight. Beat Allah 3-0 yesterday. I must admit, when I saw the Hibs team, I thought, what are you doing? I could not... I, I, squad rotation kills me. I, I don't believe in it, especially when you're making, I think, seven changes from the team that beat Hearts. But credit to Alan Stubbs. He, he made me eat my words. It was the right decision. It was something like five games in 14 days or something and you could see the players wilting a wee bit. Adrenaline was just getting them through in these bigger ones but no, like you, I thought it was maybe <laughs> maybe five changes too far yesterday but it did produce the goods although it has to be said I think Allo was two top scorers in the park yesterday with the centre-backs with two apiece so they weren't up against that much although they gave a good account of themselves. It was a very professional performance. Allo enjoyed a good spell. This is John McGinn now for Hibbs. Henderson's pass finds Dagnall in space. A shooting chance for Hustle Dagnall. Deflected into the path of Martin Boyle, and that's the third for Hibbs. And surely now any concerns are over. Hibbs, I mean, it's going to take a big effort. I mean, Hibbs are going to have to pretty much win every game and hope Rangers, obviously, going to have to beat Rangers and hope Rangers drop points elsewhere. Is the league now, of all three competitions around, they're in the League Cup final, they're in the Scottish Cup quarter final, and they're chasing the title, is the league now the least likely? It is. I still think, sorry, I take that back. Hibs, Hibs can't win the Scottish Cup, won't happen. It'll be the first sign of the apocalypse if it does. But I still think they could yet pull off the league. 
I know I'm saying it's difficult to see Rangers dropping points, but if the two teams were starting on level points just now, I would back Hibs to out, outscore and outpoint Rangers. I think they've argued they've got a better first eleven now and mm-hmm. a better bench. Not much between the, the managers, maybe. Let others argue that one out. But I still think they could pull it off. Has the rescheduling of the game, obviously because of the Scottish Cup, the game at Easter Road, has that helped Rangers as opposed to Hibs? There's obviously nothing they can do about it. But if that is earlier, does that put a bit more pressure on Rangers if Hibs go and win it? It does, because by that point they'll have discovered how to, to get by without Martin Waghorn. I don't know. It was massive for Hibs to drop points in Livingston because I think if they'd, if they'd won that game, then we really would be talking about a neck-and-neck title race. But uh, there's just, I think as you said, off there's no margin for error for Hibs now, so the pressure really is on them week to week. But they are answering most questions. What I would say is that whether it's Rangers or Hibs go up, you would imagine the team, and I'm not discounting Falkirk or Wraith Rollers or Queen of South, who will also be in the playoffs, you would imagine it would be Hibs or Rangers playing the playoff final against one of the bottom six Premier League teams as things stand. Are they going to go up anyway, even if they don't win the title? Hibs I'm talking about. I know a few Hibs supporters, and the biggest concern seems to be Falkirk in the playoffs, because tactically Peter Houston's really had the measure of Hibs and Rangers, there's not been much in those games all season, so that would be one massive hurdle. And I think the other one, as much as I've written them off, if Dundee United can somehow scrape a playoff position, I think they'd be the most dangerous opposition because of the momentum they would have at that point. But I would back Hibs against Kilmarnock, Thistle, Hamilton, Motherwell, Inverness, Dundee, St Johnson, Ross County, Hearts and Aberdeen. So you would back them against every single one? Certainly would be a struggle. But <laughs> <laughs> on the day. Well, Kenny, you said this on, I think it's February 22nd, so I'll come back to you in the late May and we'll, we'll relive that. And Chris Boyd for Rangers. <laughs> Thanks, Kenny. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.